already pressed it. <laughs> okay. And I'm just gonna let it play. That's good. Even if you're not ready. No, I love that. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um. Read it one more time. <laughs> I'm ready now. Let's do it. <laughs> um, hey y'all, it's me, Taylor Waits, DJ, vlogger. What else do I do? Writing. Um, I'm getting my doctorate. To be honest, I'm spiraling right now. But at the end of it, I'm a bad bitch. And here I am, the host of Sip and Spill, the podcast that's about me, a black woman, a queer black woman, my experiences and the people that I love. And today I have an amazing person that I love. Yes! Alexis! Um, I'm going to give a little insight into how I know you. Okay. And then I'll let you introduce yourself. Sounds good. So here's a little insight into how I know you. So I met Alexis in our program when we were in college. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like the time just feels so far. Sounds like... Feels like it was like ten years ago. I literally feel like such a different person. I feel <laughs> literally, like, I, like what? Not even four. <laughs> literally, I feel like I look like a different person. I acted and just talked and was a different person. But I always knew you were cool people. I was like, that's my nigga. Period. <laughs> Period. Whenever we were in the program, I feel like there were some weird people in there, <laughs> and also like just the the continuing like. You have to do something in life. You've got to go somewhere. Y'all have to do X, Y, and Z. And I feel like we were always the sort of people who was like, mm, I'm just going to take this money and figure out what I'm going to do. Literally. It's not, it's not that serious. I took that money and went to Greece. <laughs> Period. Y'all heard it here. Sam White. Um, I've grown to know you as a writer, as well as a director, a script writer, um, an embroiderist, an amazing embroiderist. Um, and just a great person to talk to. And you also host your own podcast, um, your own show, and you have your own content. So if you'd like to tell the people about that. But y'all, that's <laughs> Um If you want to give any extra insight to who you are, what you're excited to do today, all that other sorts of shit. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I can talk a little bit. Do you want to go? We're talking about who's going to hold the mic. It's very, like, phallic. Do you want to hold my mic? No, I don't. No, but yeah, I'm Alexis. Uh, you can call me AJ. Like uh, Taylor said, I'm a writer. Uh, currently, just uh, a slave to capitalism at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully not forever. Per. Um, I am gender fluid, so any pronouns, she, he, and they are cool. Whatever. Um, yeah. Per. That's me. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about films and escapism. I didn't. I already said you're a director and that you write scripts. So that's obviously something that we talked about a lot and something y'all can't follow us on Twitter. But that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Y'all, y'all are gonna know what our Twitters look like. But that is a lot also of what we talk about on Twitter and what we're reposting and retweeting, which is like the main way that I get to know about your life. I'm like, what are they fucking doing? All I do is talk about movies and shows that I'm watching. Like, that's literally my life. That's where I got my personality from. (laughs) No, dead ass. I'm just saying that my parents were both cinephiles and they were the ones with that big ass like chester drawer of just vhs and dvds and every time people will walk in the first thing they say is damn y'all have a lot of dvds and i'm like no and these niggas have watched it <laughs> two to three times and then Literally when they have mom. kids they force them to watch <laughs> them i like like you said my personality a part of it is star wars and if you meet my parents you'll see <laughs> it's their personality too it's Love fucking that. disgusting yeah Very how fun. does i guess how was movies how have movies showed up in your life 
to like really draw you to them movies obviously obviously are fucking awesome but what do you find most awesome about them um i think in movies like my focus is usually in fantasy i've been moving towards like horror and suspense related but you know anything that's um speculative kind Mm. of in the fiction uh, and that's always been me because I'm very much like, you know, I'm a homebody. I yeah. stay home. I'm very into myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess movies are a way to see the world outside without having to, like, go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you can experience so many different things. And I think growing up as kind of not necessarily poor, but almost there, uh-huh. like, there's not really that many experiences you can just have. Like, you can you can't just, like go somewhere different or like learn something new like all the time because everybody's working you know yeah you have to go to school and all that stuff so with a movie you can sit down and for like two and a half hours you're you're outside of yourself Mm -hmm. you're You're, somewhere else you can be a different person you can do different things and i think that's also what led me towards writing yeah is you can be anything no literally that's what i love about writing that's what i always tell my students is like don't y'all love a fantasy? Like, I'm also gay. So it's just like, <laughs> the fantasy of it all, truly. And I, as you we were speaking, I was thinking of a bunch of, a, like, agoraphobic a phobic movies or of, like, people or of movies that are done really well where it's just, like, in the house. And most recently, I don't know if you've seen this movie, it came out in 2020. I forget what it's called, Zoom or something like that. And it's a horror film done all on Zoom. Yes! And I watched the background on that movie and how they did it. And it was literally all done on Zoom. Like, they didn't meet up with one another. They just sent shit to each other's house. And I think that's what being alone, and also because a lot of people were alone for the quarantine, including Mm -hmm. myself. I was with my roommate, but we're both very in-our-room people. Um, You know, you're not with your family, per se. Yeah. Um, And literally, or growing up, as a lot of my friends are, regardless of how many siblings you have or whatever, everyone can relate to the feeling of being alone or feeling alone, mm-hmm. um, regardless of how many people are in your family. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's the different things that we pull to in terms of escapism. And I feel like a lot of my friends were always just pulling to shows. We're always talking about what we're watching too. Like, what are you watching? And do you like that? And when? And so when I saw your podcast, I was like, yes! Like, I've been trying to find more podcasts of just, like you did, speculative people, but from different perspectives because like we also were talking in the car about yeah. all the white dudes on youtube that do all the film reviews yeah, it's all the film reviews uh and it's not like it's not like some of them aren't good or whatever but right. i just i'm so over that yeah i'm ready to move on to the next thing it's such a one-sided conversation half the time because mm-hmm. like it's like they can't even see the other side of the world yeah like, from where their own like worldview and i feel like as us being black um in different situations clearly we grew up in you know we grew up differently we grew Mm -hmm. up in totally different places but i feel like there's still a connection there of just how we see the world Mm -hmm. as opposed to white people that are like literally so one-sided when they Mm -hmm. talk about a lot of things especially movies yeah it just seems so like this is the way the this is the way it's supposed to be interpreted sort of way and as a writer, as an artist, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck how you interpret it. Like, yeah, I think some things are intentional, like in movies, like it adds to the story and I want you to take them that way. But in all honesty, if you just take my work and you just transform it into something else, the job is done. Like, it's not necessarily needing to be this one eye opening, like you said, sort of this is what happened in the movie and these are the things that are happening. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. It doesn't need to be concrete. And you know, me, I've been literally um, on fan fiction websites since I was like 
13. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's all about, like, you take part of the canon of what the art artist gives you, and you turn it into your own thing. Like, whether it be, like, you making a character go through something completely different than what they did in the original, mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. Like, you twist it and make it your own, and you do that every time you watch movies. Like, nobody ever sees the movie exactly how the director wants it. Like, you can't, because... The way I see it in my brain is totally different than the way that I write it out or the mm-hmm. way that I film it. Mm-hmm. Like, it changes so much. Like, it it morphs into something completely new by the time that you see it. Yeah, and I remember my friend is a director as well. And I remember before I switched into, like, the directing stage of who I am now, it was a lot of, like, but the book is not like the movie. <laughs> the book is not like the book. Especially, I still feel the way I do about Ready Player One. I still feel the way I do about Ready Player One because I think as a writer, the story was better told with some of the portions that they intentionally left out due to the corporation that is paying for that movie, mm-hmm. which I think at the time was like Pepsi or Disney. Yeah. Um, and the messages that they didn't want to send, which is to me hurtful because I'm like, well, we're missing a part of like a core integral of the story. But in terms of the rest of the movie, the visuals you know the overall overarching what it's supposed to be teaching which is also it's the book is meant for preteens and adults and the movie was marketed towards pg-13 so like a, a smaller age of people yeah um, small people um little, small people <laughs> small people um children as i like to call them but i told i tell my students you're just small people you're gonna yes. be you're gonna be tall people, <laughs> taller people. um but you're small people. And, you know, the the difference in, like, money in making movies for children and the difference in money in making movies for, like, adults. Like, you talk about horror film. I feel like horror has been a genre specifically that hasn't had, like, a lot of moving and shaking, specifically on the large screen in a long time because of the formulas and all of the sort of... What is it that the white dudes talk about? <laughs> I saw him today. Somebody else said Romero. There he is. Um, Day of the, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of these ca- canonical things. Um, what are some canonical things in horror? The one, the one bitch, the one white bitch, who needs, you know, who's looking for for safety. The virgin. Yeah, the virgin. Yeah. We, I, there's a movie I think that uh, has each one of them. The yes, and yeah. it has each one of them. It has each like trope in there, and I think that's a big part of. Yeah, movies, and I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie, and I, I love uh, horror movies. I love the old ones especially. Yeah. Like, Scream is, like, my favorite yes. slasher movie series, right? So it's not like you're wanting to do away with movies mm-hmm. like that, but they have to change. Yeah. Like, especially now. And I think that's for all movies, like, across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, they're so stagnant sometimes, especially the ones that come from these bigger corporations. Like, yeah. It's just like, okay, this story's been told a hundred times already, and, like, the faces aren't even different. No! That's it's so thing. ridiculous, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, characters are the same, the faces are the same, the storylines, the messages, and I'm The like, writers are the same. Oh, it, God. It's all the same, and so, yeah. Like, I feel like that's one thing, like, me being so into movies from, like, a young age, like, you can see the patterns, mm-hmm. and you can see, like, where it's going. Like, even when you sit down and watch, like, a Netflix original like oh, the God. things I love to do like it's kind of what I love to do in a movie is just go like beat by beat by beat and yeah. be like this is what's gonna happen yeah this is what's gonna happen literally because it's literally drawn out because if you've seen one yeah. you've seen them all yeah which isn't a bad thing no but that's kind of like how you can tell if something's done creatively mm-hmm. or if it's done like 
Well, we just got to get this out. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. I feel like most Netflix originals are that way, especially the newer ones where I'm like, in the beginning when they were really competing with these bitches, you know, they had um, Peaky Blinders. Not Peaky Blinders. Yeah, they did have Peaky Blinders. They had yeah. a whole bunch of really good original content on Netflix. And as it's gone on, sometimes I watch some of these shows and I'm like, the tall girl. Oh, no. <laughs> not the tall girl. I never girl. watched that, but I watched a video on that. And <sighs> I'm like... She's not even that tall. She's not even that tall. I think there was like whole whole boys taller than her and girls that were like right to her neck. Like literally. She wasn't even that tall. tall. She wasn't even that tall. She's like, I wear size 13 in men's. Like, okay. It was so weird. So you're like a basic volleyball player? That that and the Tyler Perry formula are the two most violent formulas. Y'all, number one, I watched... A fall from grace <laughs> oh my god <laughs> those are the movies that i like to sit and just oh i know what's gonna happen but when i tell you i didn't know it was gonna happen in a fall from grace i didn't i bitch. don't want to know what's gonna happen <laughs> bitch that no absolutely not yeah get drunk hate yourself <laughs> and watch a tyler perry movie and you'll live but we've talked now it's time to play games okay ah! okay so it did definitely find found a random word is word generator and i didn't know generators existed on the internet i've never done that dude if you're a writer you need a word I, generator. no literally my my friends are always like why are you doing so much work in your brain <laughs> like google exists and i'm like oh, no literally damn. find a word generator for like anything that you need like literally fantasy word generator cowboy generator i'm screaming anything. i can't say that's, that's what fantasy I want. and cowboy that's what i want i'll do a western a western horror no, you gotta write it, not me. Dude. You no, gotta yeah, write it. I'm gonna write it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna say. Don't you- ah! I thought you were telling me. I'm like, no, you do it. <laughs> We're like, no, this is you, not for you. You do it. I'll come and see it. All the best. Um, but we're gonna do the random word generator, and we're gonna, just gonna say the first movie that pops in our head. Yeah, just a little word. little word association. Yes. Okay. You ready? Yes. Who's okay. the first? Wait. We'll both pick a movie. Oh, we'll go. Okay. 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 So first word is. Abby. Abby. Oh my god. Literally, first thing that comes to mind is Downton Abbey. But I don't think that's a movie. I think that's a show. It's a show, but shows are many movies. Shows are many movies. This is correct. Or, like, all together, they're really long movies. Long movies, yeah. So, most definitely. It counts. I would say Sherlock Holmes, even though I didn't want to say it. But then I said it. I was like, I don't want to say it. The ones with RDJ are good. Yeah. I just. I have such a torn relationship to that character and just the way that people have done with sherlock and whatever they've done a lot yeah okay implication hmm implication what does that word mean implication <laughs> i'm like damn i'm getting a doctorate in english everybody um and my dissertation is just one sentence it's english is stupid <laughs> i turn it in i hate words i hate words english <laughs> words specifically implication that kind of means like it's like something that's implied yeah something that's implied but you also like act it on that person like you make an implication yeah yeah i'm thinking of like a crime i was about to a say crime movie. implication i think similarly of detective judge i think of a movie that i actually i'm enjoy. thinking I'm of oh the, my god it's with keanu reeves he's a lawyer but there's oh. actually two with him as a lawyer <laughs> wow when? i can't remember they're like like uh early 2000s i think ah if you say Keanu Reeves and Implication, it makes me think of John Wick. One, two, and three. I, I love all You know those what? Movies. I've never seen those movies. 
Never. Oh my god. And I love action movies. <laughs> when I tell you, you will stand John Wick. Oh my god. I need I to watch them. Wick. No, you definitely need to watch them, and I have them. I need to give you my account so that you oh can my god, just yeah. watch them, please. Do that. <laughs> okay. Fence. Um, Sandlot comes to mind first. Oh, I love Sandlot. I, I love, love that movie. No, literally the movie. The first iconic. one is the first one is iconic. Yeah, I was. I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, no, just the literally. I was gonna say I've only seen the first one. <laughs> I've only seen the Sandlot one, um, and Fence. Ew, Fences. But I Denzel made me hate him in that movie. Oh, that's that movie with. Oh no. <laughs> and it's actually written by um, a Pittsburgh playwright. Really? Yeah, we do a lot of stuff. Um, he has a August Wilson. He has an entire center named after him. Dang! All my kids know who August Wilson is. He's great. Um, and it, makes, <laughs> it just makes me feel like ew. I'm like back in Pittsburgh, and ew, y'all fences. <laughs> do not watch it if you don't want to be mad at Denzel Washington for the rest of your life. Bro, I can't do that. Yeah, I love him. No, I hated him. <laughs> okay, ally. <laughs> oh no, ally. Ally. Oh my god. You know what comes to mind? That movie Alex Strange Love on Netflix. Oh my gosh, I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, I refused to watch it <laughs> because I was like, wait, where's that comma at? <laughs> no, because I get it. Because it's kind of like I mean, you know, I like kind of coming of age movies, like, but it's so like white, you know? Yeah, it's quite. It's very white, and yeah. like Alex is basically like, "Am I gay? But I have a girlfriend. Me. But maybe I'm bisexual. But not actually, I'm gay." Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like screaming, "Me? Okay." <laughs> ah, I live ally. Yeah, I want to think of another movie with like a white where they think they're doing something. The Blind Side. I feel like a lot of allies love that movie. Dude, or, when that's I, such an ally movie, you know? That is. Ew. And like, didn't they like, they kind of messed up his story like a lot. No, too. literally, that man. We need to figure out what's going on with him. We well, do. we don't. He's a man. But you know what I mean? I yeah. do want to follow up to figure out like, did those white people do, like, what happened? Yeah. I no, know. I think he wrote a book or something. Oh, we should read that book. Oh my What's god. What's his name, y'all? Who's the big man from, <laughs> from the blind side? Not the actor, the actual guy. <laughs> no, the actual guy. I just want to know how he's doing. Okay. <laughs> Edge. Oh. Edge. Don't make me think of a porn film. <laughs> I love that one. Edge. Oh, I'm yes. on the edge. Um, um, I'm thinking of something like on a. Oh, I'm thinking of The Descent. Ooh. That movie's crazy. No, that movie's fucking wild. <laughs> I, we watched it for... I would never go, like, climbing or anything like that. But, the, but they explained what was going on the whole time. And then, well, let's go deeper. I'm like, no, no. bitch. <laughs> um, that reminds me of... Did you see the Netflix movie with... Uh, there's just a giant hole in the ground. And they have to go... And they're in jail. And they have to go down the... Yes. Yes. The platform? Yes! Bro, that movie's crazy. What I tell you, I had to pause that movie a few times to be like, y'all, is everyone good? Because I'm not. Like, what's going that on? I watched movie in the dark. You, you're like, crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> I told them specifically, if, it, if I'm going to be watching bodies fall to the ground, like, please put the lights on. We definitely have to have those on. That movie's fucking crazy. That but that's insane. because it's just all edge. Like you're on the yeah. edge. Everyone's literally on the edge. Like people are. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Watch that movie. Even like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. archive. Oh, hmm. not the mummy. 
Not the mummy. Oh my god, the mummy. Yeah. I love that. I if love you're a librarian, movie. you should love the mummy. Exactly. It's you have to have you have to love the mummy. Uh, if you're bisexual, you, you love, love the mummy. mummy. <laughs> my dad literally knew <laughs> it's all coming together. Uh, Y'all, my dad forced the mummy down my neck. And I was like, Dad, this is so stupid. He knew. And he then knew. I was like, wait. Like, literally, I got older and I was like, wait, Dad, let me see that DVD. <laughs> wait, let me see that. I got to take that to the back, per usual. There was actually a cupcake. Let me make sure this is actually, y'all, we have to take a pause because my MacBook is being silly. There it is. It's still going. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Keeping all that in. But there is this, y'all, go to my Instagram. There is this muffin. Yo, there's this with a pussy on it. <laughs> and just like this, just like the mummy, I had to take it in the back and go have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, me and that muffin needed to have a talk. I needed to see what what they was talking about. Bro, I watched that movie, the first one, once a month. Like, No, literally. I, like, the mummy is a lifestyle. My dad used to force me to watch it, I think, once a month. Most definitely. Dude, I love that movie. Yeah. My aunt has it all on DVD. I know. The the real DVD. I, I can't go wait to... Oh, my God. I can't wait Divorce. to have my own, like, DVD uh, oh collection. God. Like, real nice, like, like a bookshelf. Like, a library, yeah, but just for DVDs. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm in the transitional space. And I'm like, I don't really want to buy a bunch of stuff for this place. I kind of want to wait till no, I, exactly. like, you know? So, I'm like... I need my, like, off. home... Like my forever home. Yeah, so I'm definitely doing like digital things right now. <laughs> um, but I definitely, FYI, if you want to buy me one, I love physical DVDs. I love better. physical things. Like, all, I'm materialistic as fuck. So, yeah. you know, I love physical things. Yes, albums, all that. Like, okay, I'm ready. Next word. Yas. Thesis. <laughs> Ooh, too Thesis. close to home. Thesis. Thesis. Um, there's this SNL skit where there's like a poster and she's like a hot girl and he's like, well, posters, how do I do this? What does thesis mean? And she's like, thesis. This, this is a burger. <laughs> thesis are fries. And I'm like, this stupid bitch. Literally me and my English But thesis, let me think about, no, you go first because I'm going to think of a good graduate school movie because I think I have one. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm trying to think. Uh, thesis. Or even school. Like, wait. I might have to go ahead you and know, write this grad well, You know movie. why? Because what the first thing that came to mind is Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh, my God. When I tell I you. I don't even I, think he's a professor or anything. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you Tom Hanks in that wig, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life that I turn it off in the first No, why did minutes. they do him like that? They did. His widow's peak was so long, y'all. He's a cave. There's a lot going on in this long coat. Um, I only watched it for the first, like, I think 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm turning this off. That movie was wild. Oh, my God. I'm mad you brought that energy. Is that the one? I think that's the one where they're like, yeah, Jesus had a wife. And like. What? Mary? Yeah. They were like that. He was that. Jesus's wife was Mary, and that they had a kid before he died, and then that like that kid, uh, there's like a whole lineage of people that are descended yeah. from Jesus. Honestly, <laughs> Jesus was definitely a nigga. He out here fucking all types of bitches, doing all this sorts of shit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That I believe that. Yeah, for sure. Let's do one more. Okay. Oh wait, did I say one? No, no. I didn't. I was gonna say that movie with um Robert. <sighs> he just died. Robert. He died. Well, he didn't just die. He was a genie. Robin Williams. Robin Williams? I said Robert. Bitch. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you know you knew him. Why did I say it? I knew you knew it. 
Robin Williams <laughs> and not Matt he Damon. He just died. Was it like ten years ago? <laughs> no. Uh, when did he die? I swear to God, he died like ten years ago. I hate you. He literally just died he, yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> like they had a whole new Aladdin. They had a whole new Aladdin. Bitch, he died in 2014. You're lying. No, that was so long ago. <laughs> I swear he died like yesterday. But um, that's crazy. Why would you bring that energy here like, right now? <laughs> Robin Williams and that other white man. It's not Matt Damon. Dead Poet Society? Not that one. The other one he did where it was just him and that one and the kid one on one. And it wasn't Matt Damon. It was Matt. The other Matt. Dude, you don't know these people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ma- I'm screwing You're up. making it up. <laughs> Remember when he was a teacher? But he wasn't a teacher for high schoolers. He was a teacher for this... He was a mentor to this dude in Boston. No. I have to show you that movie. It's really good. Let me look it up. Now, oh, yeah, because now. Us or not. Because we're going to find it. Okay, let's see. It's like in the 80s. Popeye. Not in Popeye. The 80s. Um, not the poets Portrait of a white marriage. Adventures, the best of times. The adventures portrait of white marriage. Aladdin is death for being human. Well, damn, it's not him. With <laughs> honors, that's not is it. it him? Click it. Why is it red? <laughs> I'm screaming. It doesn't exist. Um, wow. I'm just making it up. Who's the one with? Oh, this one with has Brendan Fraser in it. The white dude who's not Matt Damon. Um, Are you sure that's not it? No, it's not that one. <laughs> Look at um, not Joe Pesci. <laughs> I love Joe Pesci. Oh my God, is he from Home Alone? Yes, uh, and he's from The Sopranos. <laughs> not The Sopranos. He's from um, Goodfellas. Jumanji? No. <laughs> no, I can't stand you. Oh Death my god, Two Wong Fu, thanks for everything. I he love was not in that, that movie. movie. Yes, he was. He was an uncredited. He sold her, he sold her uh, the car. Or he got her the car. For the tickets. So that they could all... Oh, he did go. come in. He, he did, did come, come in. in. They said uncredited. They bought that from... Oh yeah, he was like, yeah girl, yeah girl. I remember. <laughs> he was doing too much. Um, Is it Patch Adams? No. That's the smoochie. Get Bruce. Goodwill Hunting! I fucking knew it! God damn it! You said it was in the 80s. This is 1997. Goodwill Fucking Hunting! He was I've a goddamn professor. That. I've oh. never seen that before. Oh my gosh, let me read it to you. Ben okay. Affleck? Yes! And Matt Damon, so it's like such a Boston Bro, movie. Ben Affleck is in like every movie. He's so annoying. From the 90s. And he's not in this movie. He wrote it. He wrote this movie with Matt Damon. It's a star. Oh, I thought it wasn't ben Matt Damon. I thought it wasn't It wasn't Matt Damon. It is Matt Damon. It is Matt Damon. I hate that. You were like, it's not Matt Damon. And it's, it's literally Matt, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon is staring at me. Oh, I hate that. But it's about a 20-year-old South Boston janitor, Will Hunting, an unrecognized genius who has a part of a deferred prosecution agreement after assaulting a police officer. <laughs> Stop. King. Because I'm screaming. Becomes a patient of a therapist and studies advanced mathematics with a renowned professor. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's such a Boston movie. Ugh, gross over two hundred twenty five million. It's one. It's Boston, it's literally bro. won an Oscar. Best supporting actor. Best original screenplay. Wow. Yeah. I've wow. seen it Matt once. Matt Damon writes movies. They both did. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The most Boston people you can think of <laughs> with like, you want to write a movie about Boston? And then they did. And it was about, of course, some 
trash dude and a professor as every Boston person is, which is why I didn't go you're to school either there. You're a professor. Oh, you're, you're trash. Professor. Like in Boston, that's it. Or you're a nurse. Exactly. <laughs> or you're a nurse. Those three things. But yeah, you gotta watch Good Will Hunting. That's okay. what it reminded me of. Um, that was fun. That was fun. Oh wait, are we doing one more? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do one. Mixture. Mixture. To be honest, Mixture brings. What is that movie? It was more of a show. Yeah, it's more of a show. Mm -hmm. oh, so now we're just movie. playing. Can I guess what movie you're thinking about? <laughs> I, I, love that I, you. I do that all the time with my friends. They're like, this movie is called. And I'm like, oh, it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't because i'm literally an insane person i say the wrong thing um mixture it's it's nasty i'm thinking of a movie specifically when they were like oh yeah we put all the sperm together and we mixed it and then we just took one out and we're gonna see who's the kid and i think it was glee and that's how rachel became to be i'm pretty sure that was the story yeah she's a black <laughs> she's a black and a white gay dad and she's like i just don't know which one's my dad <laughs> black so i was screaming <laughs> um but that's what she was saying is like they just mixed it all up and then just picked one and just put the, put the base in and there's another movie that says that exact thing and yes. it's a comedy and i can't remember it that is i think amy poehler's in it disgusting bitch that's how they do it they just gang bang into like a cup and then they're like bloop bloop we'll see who the daddy we'll see who win yeah it's fucking gross well what i thought of was this movie called i did not expect this uh -huh. it's a chinese movie Ooh, it's about a uh a he's like owns hotels and stuff and he goes to them and like tries out their restaurants Ooh, that are in the hotels and um like he f basically falls in love with one of the uh he's super super picky like very particular dude mm -hmm. and so he falls in love with the cooking of one of these chefs but he doesn't know it's this girl who is like ruining his life <laughs> I stand that. <laughs> she, she like he, they like hate each other, but they don't know that they're like living through their food kind of thing. So they're sec their food sexually compatible. Exactly. I love that. They do get to together in the end. So thank you. I, I'm gonna watch that movie later. I can't stand it. I love it. It's good. Uh, okay. I love Chinese movies. No, I was. Oh, let's not get into Chinese movies right now because then we're about to ask this question and then I can get into Chinese movies. Um. Oh my gosh, but now I want to talk about them. Okay, I won't. Um, thanks, y'all. That was the game. Word association. That went a lot of places. It did. Yeah. <laughs> but we're landed here. We're here now. And here we are. Ah! Um, safely in the water. <laughs> so this whole conversation that we're about to have now is kind of like just picking back on to what we were talking about beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, just talking about films and the way that they help us to fantasize, escape, <laughs> imagine a future, um, know that things will be better, try and imagine things that are better. You know, these are all different ways that I personally use movies and creativity, writing, art in general, um, but specifically with films, like you said, it's more so to put myself somewhere else. Um, so yeah, the first question would be like, how has, I asked this earlier, how is film, how has it entered in your life? And you kind of hit on that, but how has film like become an escape? Also as a writer, right? Cause I definitely escape into my writing. And like I was telling you, there was a, another writer um that i'm trying to hook them in with and they were explaining to me how they're caught up in what their character's doing and they're like no i'm having a bad day because my character's making bad decisions 
Um, and, you know, it's the escapism of worrying about your character's problems instead of worrying about yours. Um, so, yeah, well, how is it in the many ways that you see film and do film? Um, um, yeah, you escape. I think, which this kind of comes came to mind sort of while we were playing the game, but um, I'm a really big Guillermo del Toro fan. Mm-hmm. And his big thing is monsters in his films. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of The Shape of Water. Yeah. Which is one of my favorites from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's also a way to escape in that kind of seeing yourself outside of what humanity is or what it's become, really. Yeah. Because I feel like when being stuck in this like Western society where everything is a binary, you know, everything is so like man or woman, black or white, um, kind of this or that sort of thing like to go outside of that completely and to be not even just a different person but you're a totally different thing and um it kind of shows what's inside rather than Mm -hmm. the outer kind of things because the main character um of the shape of water is mute and so you know they only communicate through sign language which is another thing i think um should be more in more films there Mm -hmm. should be more disabled characters like in everything honestly and i think that that um i think there should be more black and queer disabled people specifically because i feel like that's a whole different genre which also touches on like who who society sees as a human Mm -hmm. and who they don't right (laughs) because they don't represent them at all mm-hmm. and when they do you know how many movies have you seen especially horror movies where the main character is deformed yeah. in some way mm-hmm. or mentally disabled mm-hmm. in some way like i think what guillermo del toro does is kind of flip that on his head mm-hmm. and usually the monster character using air quotes here mm-hmm. is uh one of the good guys or and one of the human characters is usually the villain mm-hmm. um in you know the way that they are and like they slowly it's slowly a process of like you seeing the monster as a human and you seeing the human as what they truly are a monster in their violence and their anger and their like how they take it out on people and things mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of what i see and what i think of when i think of escaping i think of completely escaping from just the the bindings that is like society as a whole because Mm -hmm. and it's like we have so much more work to do in like society of being even seen as people and like seen past just what we can do Mm -hmm. for like capitalism and like the society Mm -hmm. um so that's why like i said i love fantasy because it's a totally different world you're totally different creature and the possibilities are really endless mm-hmm. when you really let yourself go, let go of the binary altogether. Yeah, I remember first showing up to my program and really confiding in the MFA students because they all were all nonfiction. Yeah. <laughs> nonfiction, um, not nonfiction, I mean, they were all fiction or doing poetry. And so they were, like you said, they're like, bitch, I'm not even on this planet, bitch. I'm not even <laughs> in this dimension. Like, you're trying to make real life people do x y and z which is what i want to do because i shout out to fantasy writers i want to get into more creative writing which is what my friends have told me is like just try and write a story as if x y and z and i go on those pages and see all the uh what are those called prompts and mm-hmm. all those other sorts of stuff um but i feel like as a director as well as a writer my form of escapism is like real life 
that's different for me. That's why I really like movies. I do love science fiction and fantasy because who doesn't? And it just has such a huge part of my life because of my dad and my mom being weebs and forcing me to watch all that shit. But I think the things that I like really drew myself to, one of the movies that I feel like has moved me, even though it's about masculinity and maleness, even though I really like it, is Moonlight. I feel love like that. authentic stories, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just gets me every time. And like you said, authentic stories, I feel like a... Um, a good a good sort of like fantasy authentic story because you know how fantasy isn't authentic because it's made up but the, the messages and the people within it are the things that that sell me on the entire thing um and i think one of the series that was like that for me was teen titans and i it was not a movie it's ter- being turned into a movie which i'm so scared about but we've all seen we'll see raven is not black and starfire <laughs> is I'm just hoping Starfire is stupid, but I feel like she's not going to be stupid. I feel like she's going to be very intelligent and just like, (laughs) they're just not going to be the same. But, um, you know, that means something to me, like that someone's making a movie about that. Like that was my form of escape as a fucking kid. Like I wanted to be that same with basically all of the Cartoon Network Adult Swim shows and anything on Crunchyroll. And so when people make movies out of them, I feel like I'm the person that's stuck in reality because I'm like, bitch, I can't imagine this any other way other than how you put it the first time. (laughs) And as a writer... That's now has to be my form of escape is seeing my writing as well as like other people's work as we just said in the beginning as just something to jump off with just something to be inspired by something to ingest and be like mm, that was good or maybe I didn't like that or I like that part and now I've gotten into like dissecting movies or yeah. into really looking at the portions of them that I like and like I said I'm stuck in reality so I'm more so like how do they make these fake things look real so now I'm getting really sucked into like animators directors studio houses oh my god like to like you said Guillermo del Toro has been doing this for forever and his monsters are like you said otherworldly people could never they're gorgeous imagine them hence why they're so scary because they're like oh bitch and they feel realer because of because it's not CGI like yeah like it's all um I'm trying to think of the word and of course it's like escaping me but it's 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 physical yeah like they they put that on and yeah. they you know they find actors um, that will that will do that and I think that that's another part of it being it's still being because I think fantasy and sci-fi and speculative things can still be authentic no they can and I think that that's like one of the things that really interests me about it is that mm-hmm. it, it it is still authentic you can feel it like I can feel it whenever I'm watching his movies like mm-hmm. that it's even though it can be the most like out of the world like pan's labyrinth like Mm -hmm. the most no way that this would ever happen in the real world it still feels like it's right there yeah and when a story is told (laughs) like it's true (laughs) but you believe that shit exactly Um, that's why they do like in horror movies mm -hmm. uh, you know inspired by an Right, original story, or it's not. This is this hasn't happened. This isn't real because people are like, "Damn, did this shit happen?" Yeah, like, maybe, maybe. I think that's the best part about scary movies because that's how I feel about them. Horror. I think, like you said, when the first, I think everyone's seen Hush, right? And that was sort of my first introduction. Not my first introduction. I've definitely seen disabled people on the screen, mm-hmm. mostly used as laughing matters, or definitely, especially from like scary movie. Ooh, child, Dude. scary movie, the way that they do those things, but they do them on purpose because that is literally how people write those characters, as if they're just doy 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 doy, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Um, but that was sort of my first interaction with, um, like. 
not hush being a like really well done movie that explains the difference of a scary situation when you can't hear or when you have a disability and what you have to do in order to remove yourself from that situation just save that, yourself you know what i mean mm-hmm. that was authentic it wasn't authentic to me because i can I, i'm i have hearing but it was authentic in the way that i could it i didn't feel like i was not i couldn't be in this experience like i couldn't feel myself being there um even though i, I you know i'm a hearing person um, and I feel like those are the stories. Obviously, it's kind of like, well, if I can't put myself in it, then I don't want to be there. Um, but not even that. With the stories so well told, I'm there. And I can't get out. That's one of the main things that I like. Also, with Get Out, with all these other sorts of movies where I'm like, fuck, I'm kind of scared. Like you said, like, don't turn the lights off. Like, bitch, aren't you in this world with me? Like, yeah. I'm here where whatever Guillermo wants me to be is where I'm at. <laughs> And I want to get the fuck out of here, which is also how you know the movie's good, because it's like, oh, bitch, I'm scared. Exactly. Like, I wanna, and I that's, like, place. everything in the film. It's to like, escape the escapism. Yeah. Um, it's a, That's, like, suspended disbelief. Like, mm-hmm. no, will this ever happen to me? Probably not. But in this moment, right now, as I'm watching it, it feels like it's happening to me. Yeah, the shower scenes and whatnot. That, um, what movie is that? Oh. Uh, Psycho? Invisible Man. Oh, that movie was done so well. Now, that's a movie I've watched maybe six or seven times. That's a movie whenever we were sitting in the movie theaters watching her in the beginning as she's trying to get out of this house with this man and make sure that he doesn't know that she's leaving. And I'm literally in my chair, like holding on because he's going to wake up. He's going to wake up. And like, like you can feel that fear in there. Yes. God, it's such a good done. It's, it's a, so beautifully done. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. Like Woman Directed, just so you know, per um, Perfect. That movie. Oh my god, I can't believe you read that movie. Ah! It what is this? Dude, I question? love the movie. What if I'm looking at Euphoria? Why? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that movie. Y'all know I run a business called Change Rape Culture. And I think one of the biggest things that people don't believe about survivors is their feelings and the fact that it feels real to them. And the fact that no one was believing this woman when she's literally telling the truth is just so telling of the police, your friends. It was rape culture, that movie. That movie is y'all continuing to act like this shit does not happen. And she can clearly see it. She knew from the beginning. She knew the first exactly. time. That first night. She, she knew. knew. She knew he was in there. She knew the first And that's so crazy how you can rewatch the movie and see where she saw him. Yeah. You she, can see like, it. Because you can... You can tell when she, like, feels that he's in there. Yes, she's he physically scared. feels her in the house. Oh, my God. It's so fucking gross because that's the same thing with, like, you know, being a survivor of abuse. You just think they're behind you. Like yeah. you said, it's scary. All like, the time. That scene where he's behind her, literally. You literally can see there. His, you can see his breath oh. outside. And then, you know, when he, when he, when he was in the house, when he was, when she was talking to that girl, mm-hmm. and he punched that girl in the face. face. And it, she, they thought it was her. The same thing happened in the restaurant. They thought that she had killed her that own night. sister. Woo! Like, that's literally how abusers do you, though. Yes. They will literally make everybody think that you are the bad guy. That you're crazy and that... They will manipulate the entire situation. Oh and I think God. that that's, that was... I mean, in the terms of euphoria, like at the end, yes! where she fucking gets him. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. That was euphoric for me because, you know, I hate white woman leads 
But I love that bitch. From Handsman's Tale and that her. I oof, love her. She's a bad bitch. I <laughs> love her. I love her character. I think she's an amazing actor. And I think she takes me there, similar to Sarah Paulson, with her crying and her snot. And she's the same there. with Tony Collette Ooh, in yes. Hereditary. Yes. Exactly like that. Yes. Tony Collette has been giving us every piece of her in her acting for decades now. Um, and I remember first seeing her when she was a schizophrenic mother on I forget that show on so, on Showtime that was so popular The Secret Life of Jenny or something like that mm-hmm. and I watched all of that and she literally had to play seven different personalities in that show her back I know it hurts Fair. but Hereditary also another Ari Aster film that it didn't give me so much euphoria more so it gave me euphoria in the visuals which was Midsummer. Mm-hmm. um yes say what you're <laughs> I Do feel it. like with Midsummer, uh uh, Ari Aster actually does something really crazy with that, which is makes you feel euphoria yeah. in like a situation that is absolutely horrifying. Yeah, because you're looking at you're watching this like building burn down after like how many people have died yes. already. This guy's about to burn alive mm-hmm. in the fire. Uh, there's people burning alive. You can hear them screaming. Mm-hmm. You can hear the people outside screaming. You can hear her screaming, mm-hmm. and then like she's smiling. So yeah. you're kind of like, oh, this is good like it feels good mm-hmm. for a second but then when you come out you're like holy fuck that was like a whole like cult thing like yes like it, it like slowly like makes you it makes you okay with that which is how cults work mm-hmm. like they take you at your lowest where it starts at her literally yes. fucking lowest the most horrific thing ever exactly. like her crying like that first scene and yes. i mean florence she's amazing as well that first scene where she's just crying into his arms and he's, and he's like such a dick. he can't even like console her exactly. he's just sitting there. he's just sitting there there's nothing you can say or do yeah and then like just as it goes on it like it feels like you're being indoctrinated at the same time yeah and like this is like a like a racist cult like never want to be there and like me i'm sitting there like like I feel like they're they're there, yeah. especially that scene where she's crying with all the other like May queens and stuff, yes. and they're crying with her and they're like feeling it with her, and it's like, holy shit! No, <laughs> literally, like, uh, and visually, yeah, you know, it's beautiful. As it well. makes you want to join a cult, and then it's like, fuck, am and I then you're like, holy fuck! No, and then all the people who are in cults, <laughs> they're like, oh damn, that's me. Um, I think another movie that gives me euphoria would be. Um, um, I, we, we mentioned Jordan Peele earlier. Um, and I, we, we, I just watched Up, Up Again yesterday. Um, Lupita and those fucking kids and that fine-ass Mbappe <laughs> are the ones who give me euphoria in that movie because that movie is not supposed to be race-centered. like you know centered. It's more so class. Um, but the idea of that movie and the way that it was done so well, the way that she in, mimicked this choking... <laughs> That bitch choked her so hard. Her voice was fucked up. Like it was in- integrated. Every piece of that story, I feel like, was right where it needed to be. Mm. And the visuals were so good, as well as the end. I felt like the end was satisfying for me. The it, end was very satisfying. It was satisfying because it's evil. And yeah. like you were just saying, humans have to be. We gotta get over that shit. We're evil. We're capable of some fucked up shit. Um, and that's you know sort of the sun moment as like, damn, who is this? clicky bitch yeah you know who the, and if she truly is who she says she is that's his dad that's dead as his mother you know what i mean she's your mom so so now where do we go knowing that your mom's a crazy murderous bitch 
Where do we go from there? And that's but that she's been there the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. It's, that's been her the whole time. Y'all want to act like you couldn't imagine? I can't. I couldn't see myself, bitch, in the depths of disparity of poor of. But the that, point that, was yeah. The point was that you couldn't see them because they're you know quote unquote so poor that they're just casted out into the the outcasts of society. Like you said, they're the perfect juxtaposition of their rich whatever overlords up literally at the top mm-hmm. of the world. We'll continue what you were saying. No, I I think that that also like in terms of when you think about it like class like you think about that one person that like got lucky and like went to the NFL yeah. or you know they got that movie or they got that part mm-hmm. and they like they ascended and you would never know mm-hmm. like you would literally never and they will do anything and everything to keep themselves up yeah. there yeah. like then that's what she does at the end mm-hmm. she she kills her Period. knowing knowing who she is and right. knowing who that that girl is mm-hmm. literally that she like stole her entire life mm-hmm. knowing that and she she kills her like and i i love the like ferocity mm-hmm. in that and like i i really enjoy like the the revenge yes. kind of um plots that are not like oh revenge is not good because it's like sometimes like you you feel it like you, you just feel like mm-hmm. you have you have to you have to do what you have to do basically yeah. and like no, can you is. really fault her for kill it, but at the same time, can you fault her for killing it? No. When it's like, if it's me or you, you exactly. Yeah. It's. I think it's an age old. Read the Kabahi River Collective, um, <laughs> which y'all hear me say every episode. But you know, they say in there, black femme rage, black women specifically being angry. Yeah, we're gonna kill some motherfuckers. Like, literally, some people have to die, which is why they fucking came up there. They're like, these niggas need to die so that we can ascend and go to where we want to go. And like you said, the plan worked. The plan succeeded. There's, I'm sure they killed millions of people because... If you see that line at the end of that movie. They took a whole bunch of people out and because she was a tether is the only way she was able to save her family. So it's also very important, like you said, that she had that experience of being tether because otherwise she wouldn't know what the fuck these bitches are. But she knew... Wasn't the point of the movie that she kind of... She subconsciously forgot that she was a tether? I don't know if she forgot or if, like... At the end, because there at the end there is like that reveal, right? Where it shows what happened that night, exactly. Because you know, because you're going through thinking that she was so traumatized that she yeah. couldn't talk anymore, and uh-huh. that all this stuff happened. But then when you realize, oh no, she couldn't talk because they don't know how to talk. Exactly. Literally, she was just one of them, and the way she was acting about the beach too, what makes me like you said, I feel like she, of course, she was traumatized, but. I was, like you said, I was feeling as if... Do you remember? feel like she remembered or that she no. didn't? Yeah, like... That's how I feel. I don't like, I don't remember. know if... I, I guess that and makes sense. And then I think sense. at the end she did. Right, she remembered, like, at the end that she... But why would she smile, though? Right, because no. she smiles at the end, doesn't she? Mm-mm. She does the... She just kind of, like, growls and make that no, weird thing. I'm pretty sure she smiles at the end, doesn't she? This little girl does. In the car. When she's in the car and they're taking her away, the little girl smiles that weird... She does smile, though. The I'm, whole time. I'm, while she ties her up on the bed, she smiles. While she walks up the escalator, she smiled. And in the car, when they're like, why aren't you speaking? She's smiling. So that's why I'm like, maybe she does remember. Because there's no way she's no, at the therapist. Lupita, at the end, she smiles. Oh, when she's driving the, the, the thing. The U-Haul? Yeah, she's oh, driving no the U-Haul out. I need to see I it. I swear to God. It might be because her son's looking at her, too. Staring and he's her. like... 
something's up. Yeah. And like he covers his face, and I'm pretty. I swear to God, she does. But maybe, maybe I'm thinking of. I'm screaming. <laughs> I love that. No, I'm not. I don't watch that. Um, but yeah, those. I'm trying to think of other movies that give me euphoria that aren't like a huge list. Yeah, let's go back in time. Star Wars is for. I think it's it's a lot of nostalgic reasons. Um, but I think most definitely the the newer ones. Oh my gosh, they just. Is the song done right? I think that a lot of these movies have been trying to be redoing Cinderella, all this other sorts of stuff. They're doing live actions of basically everything this year and next year. It's all nostalgia money. Yeah, it's just like, y'all remember that? <laughs> but Star Wars, because of the way that they're developing the story, I don't think they're, I think they're going to have a bunch of like little off-brand series as they've been doing now, like more prequels, but I don't think they're going to continue the story other than in the comic books. Mm -hmm. um, so the way that they sort of ended it out or like finished it, me and my dad, generational Star Wars people, have had like such long conversations and we both are just so satisfied with the way that it ended. If you are going to have a fantasy series that has the entire nation really internationally by the balls for like 45 years, that's I, I really enjoyed the way they ended it, the way that they did it. And we did, we had a whole marathon rewatching it again. Can I tell you something right now? No, I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's fine. I'm going to say something scary. Like they're going to delete all the world. Um, no, a lot of people. You don't. There's so many. I don't know a lot of people who have seen it. To be honest, I don't know a lot of people who have seen it. I don't it. know a lot of young people. A lot of like, young people or black people. I'm. Oh yeah, no, I'm that's so, I'm usually the one black bitch in there, and I'm like, okay, maybe. <laughs> but I would love to watch Star Wars and John Wick with you. So I would love to watch John Wick. Uh, I don't know about Star Wars, but I John Wick. <laughs> At least one. Give me one. I've seen the old. I've seen like one of the old ones. The no, first one. I you think. can't. No, that's so terrible. That's the worst <laughs> one. And of course, you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. It's the worst one. How I, dare I you? love. I love Luke Skywalker though, because he's gay. No, he is. Well, and he, trans. Well, he is, but I don't. Luke Skywalker is gay and trans <laughs> because I said so. Period. Um, but in the story, we don't care about him because um, <laughs> he's just a sappy dude who's so sad about all the power he has or whatever. But you know, that. aren't we all? Aren't we um, all? Aren't we all just too perfect for this world? Period. You, you, we spoke both about the Mummy, but is there another movie that's similar to that? There is actually. Uh, uh, this one's a new one. Ooh. Um, it's called The Old Guard. I've heard of it. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen that movie probably five times now. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those movies, I like to call them my comfort movies. Ooh. Because really, I'm not one to rewatch a movie. Like, honestly. Yeah, me I really don't, like, rewatch movies. Yeah. Unless, unless I, I really, really, really like, like them. Yeah. And this one, it's on Netflix. I think I said that. But um, it's, in, it's an action movie, but it's done very well in that it's it's emotional still which i feel like a lot of action movies especially the new ones or the ones on netflix they're just like they're all like cops or they're in the military everything's like yellow because they're in afghanistan or something yeah. and like <laughs> it's so like it's just poor like poorly done but this one i really enjoy this one um because it has it has found family it has, you know, a coming-of-age sort of story. Um, and they're immortals, and mm. which is really fun. And um, there's a, like, canon uh, gay couple that are, like, they're in the story. They have this beautiful, like, a monologue about them. And, like, and, and it's really that easy, I feel like, in more movies to have, like, a couple. Like, you don't have to make it this whole big, like, 
thing. Like, literally, they say, you know, what do they say? They say they met, like, during the Crusades. They were on different sides of the Crusades. Mm -hmm. They met, and um, they tried to kill each other because they were in a war. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they found their soulmate like that. Uh, And I'm a sucker for soulmate things. Yeah. And I don't Aries. like people, but <laughs> I, I do believe in soulmates. Yeah, I'm an Aries, so if you're trying to fight me, I want to fuck you. So <laughs> I live for that, because that's like, oh, I love that. that love. Like, I stand. I'm definitely going to put that on my list, too. I need to watch The Old Guard. Um, HBO Max has kind of been slaying me, though. Do you have HBO that's Max? That's what I've heard, no. I'm going to put put you on mine. It is, it's wild. Once you get it, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I literally, I was just talking to one of my coworkers about yes. HBO Max. So I was like, do I need to get this? No, you do. <laughs> but the thing is, with me with my friends, with my Disney Plus, I'm like, don't get one. Just hop online. <laughs> I don't. It's so lonely. My account, you know how you like get them? Because you're like, I'm a boss bitch who can get my own accounts. And then I log in. I'm like, it's just me. I don't like that. <laughs> Somebody else sign up on this account. I'm the only one watching it. No, I hate it. And I have like three. I'm on three other people's HBO Maxes. It's just ridiculous. So I'm just trying to get that out. You know what I mean? Um, but we're coming to our, it's 9.27. We're coming to our hour mark. Oh I stand. Goodness. Yeah, it's wow. been almost exactly an hour. Um, yeah, this conversation has been fulfilling. I think so. I think it's been good. Oh, it's definitely. been all over the place, but it's good. <laughs> it's not a submissive episode if we're not all over the place. No, true. If it's not chaotic, it's not Taylor. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. Is there anything you want to tell the people, you know, before we get out of here? Any things you want to plug, where they can find you, embroidery? Yeah, you can find me um, mostly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Moonlight. It's L I T E, not the regular light underscore delight. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where I'm at. Like honestly, I post all my TikToks and stuff yes! there, <laughs> and that's where you can find me. Uh, find my embroidery stuff as well. Y'all better buy the embroidery stuff. <laughs> it's actually really sick. And yeah, I just finished up a commission for um for a friend so i'm i'm open to more ah, commissions oh i love it when it's like my dms are open my commissions are open <laughs> because the money's about to start pouring in um thank you so much for this thank you for having me on oh, this is really fun this is my first Antonio. podcast no uh, yeah i mean i have a youtube channel with my best friend yeah. um it's we're going under a name change right now Ooh, so okay. uh stay tuned <laughs> 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 yeah i think you are a content creator that I enjoy. So, of and course. And you are a content creator that I enjoy. Don't do it. When it's I came funny. to town, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you doing? <laughs> so I had to come see you. And yeah. I just, we have to make this more of a thing. I'm going to force you to talk to my friend who's a writer. No, um, for sure. And we're all going to be writing. And I'm forcing, telling myself that too. Um, and we're going to make it happen. But thank you all so much for being a part of this episode. Thank you. Keep up with AJ. Keep up with me. Um, y'all know my Instagram is at Taywaits, my handle. Subscribe to my Patreon if you want to be included inside of this episode right after we finish. I'll say all my my patrons' names. Um, And yeah, follow us. I'll see you next month or whenever the fuck I do this because to be honest, it's not once a month. It's really whenever the fuck I feel like it. Um, But thank you so much. Thank you. Night, friends. Good night. Boop. It didn't work. (laughs) 